gentlemen of the internet welcome welcome to peak happy podcast your pokemon anime podcast covering episodes of the pokemon anime in order as best we can sometimes that gets a little screwy because in this pokemon-tastic weekend i just covered episode 15 of the original series to fill in a gap it was one of our lost episodes from way back when and Despite a few kind souls being able to give back most of them to me, that one was never recovered. So I had to redo it with the more modern perspective that we have now, and it's a little sad to not be doing it in the mindset of where Ash is as a character. I I love doing these in order just to see the progression, but it was rewarding to go way back to his childhood days and be like, oh wow, you've matured a lot, child. The Ash Ketchum of Hoenn is the kind of guy I'd love to hang out with. The Ash Ketchum of Kanto would definitely be my friend, but I would have trouble taking him in long doses. (laughs) But that was then, and this is now. Today we are on Pokemon Chronicles. We're actually taking a bit of a detour from the main series to see what's up with Misty and the Cerulean Gym in an episode titled A Date with Delcaddy. The Pokemon side stories was probably the best idea the company ever had. Like, I just love checking in with these people who have come into Ash's life and come out of Ash's life, but are having their own experience in the world of Pokemon without him now. And it's exciting. And especially for Misty, because, like, 90% of her character development happened in, like, the last, like, 10 episodes (laughs) she was in. Like, as much as I loved her as a character, she was such a fully fleshed character, but she never had anything to do. So the fact that she gets to, like, have her own adventures and her own personal struggles now that she's kind of in episodes that don't involve Brock and Ash is really wonderful. It's really rewarding. And while I don't deny the writing just could have been better and more consistent throughout for Misty, there is something very poetic about the fact that the one thing she wanted the entire time she was training with Ash, was to be able to stand on her own, stand independent from her sisters, stand independent from Ash, to be her own person and recognized as such. And while I don't think it was necessarily intentional, the fact that she's getting it now that she's away from all those things, like there is a positive interpretation to get from that. Anyway, we will dive right into this episode, but first a reminder that Peak Happy Podcast is brought to you by Poke Press. 
PokePress chronicles the journey we all take through the Pokemon fandom, whether that's through making Pokemon parody music and cosplay, to actually making the legit episodes of Pokemon, to making music involved with it, or playing the games with all your heart and soul. PokePress has a video or an interview or a coverage of some kind of this part of the fandom, so however you engage with Pokemon, you are sure to find something you enjoy. Right now, Steven has the video up from his first YouTube Live Q&A, talking a lot about Pokemon music and record store day pickups, showing off some of the collection. And aside from that video, there's many others detailing Pokemon music discussions or Pokemon music creations. So head on over to YouTube at PokePress and give that channel some love, or visit their website, pokepress.blogspot.com. Right after listening to this episode of Pokemon Chronicles, a date with Delcaddy. So we open up with Misty and her daily running of the gym. She's feeding the Pokemon um, a special food blend that Professor Oak has been working on, and she's taking care of all her precious water types. Some need a little more watching and taking care of than others. Psyduck is a glutton and doesn't know the meaning of the words portion control. I hear you, Ducky. I, I hear you. I have the same problem, but... I can manage to eat without choking. Anyway, Misty's older sister, Daisy, walks in, and we get to hear a bit about what life is really like at the Cerulean Gym now that all four sisters are home and settled, and that's a point of interest because Misty was originally taking the gig because her sisters were off touring the world, and it was kind of a question um, for some time if when her sisters returned, if Misty would go back to traveling with Ash in the same way Brock did once, you know, his family issues were under control. The first thing he did was get on the road, go to Hoenn, start tracking Ash, catch him down. <laughs> so now that the sisters are back, what happens with Misty? Do they divide gym leader duties? Does Misty leave and go traveling again? Misty's options are open. And the answer, it turns out, Misty is the gym leader. Period. I get the feeling that the other girls still have their credentials and could take on challengers, but it doesn't seem they want to. I don't know if the gym was inherited through their family from the parents or what, but Daisy, Lily, and Violet, while capable, never really seemed to love being gym leaders half as much as their water ballet. So if Misty actually aspires to be the gym leader, they can focus on their modeling and their performing arts, and basically everyone gets what they want. Although, Misty could use a little more help with the cleaning and the upkeep of the place, but, you know, you're the younger sibling, Misty. Your sisters are flakes. I wouldn't count on it. Meanwhile, at the local burger joint in Cerulean City, Butch and Cassidy of Team Rocket are testing out their Matrix cosplay and being really creepy with the poor girl working the cash register. Except, ooh, spies and intrigue, the girl's a Team Rocket agent too? Goodness gracious, Domino was not kidding when she said Team Rocket has agents working everywhere. Even the nice lady giving you your hyper-happy Burgo combo could be a spy. They say the secret phrase, and yeah, Burger Flipper Girl sneaks a little communicator into their order of fries. And this device allows them to communicate with Dr. Namba and get their next orders. They're supposed to apprehend some poor kid's Delcaddy. What makes this Delcaddy so special? I don't know, but Dr. Namba's got plans for it, so Botch and Cassidy better get on that. 
And like any good spy movie, this message will self-destruct in three, two, one. Well, if all this wasn't enough, there is one more familiar face showing up in Cerulean City. Casey. Casey the baseball fan, remember her? Oh, that takes me back. She loves striped Pokemon, especially Electabuzz, because it's the mascot of her favorite baseball team. And she started her journey with a Chikorita that has since evolved into Meganium. She's here in Cerulean City because her favorite team is going to be playing the Starmies later. But as long as she's in town, might as well catch up with an old friend, right? And uh, find some tickets to this game. Scalpers are outrageous. Also outrageous, Delivery Boy Tracy. I swear half his job is being sent to Cerulean City to deliver stuff to Misty or help her out. Like, I hope he took a bus. That is a long trip for him to keep making. Today he's delivering a batch of Pokemon food. Uh, her Pokemon loved Professor Oak's blend so much, so the guy made her some more and asked Tracy to deliver it. Again, there better have been vehicles involved. But really, like, they could have mailed this, like, in a package. I'm starting to wonder if Professor Oak is secretly shipping this pair and trying to wingman Tracy. It doesn't seem that Misty and Tracy are anything other than close friends, but man, they get thrown together a lot. It's kind of the bane of Misty's existence, really, that every boy she spends five minutes talking to is assumed to be her boyfriend, or thinks himself as such. Probably why she likes Tracy, like, he's... So not interested and usually pretty oblivious in a can't-sense-the-mood KY type. But today is no exception. Like, Casey stops by the gym, gets introduced to Tracy, and immediately she's like, is he the new boyfriend? But honestly, Tracy is not the one we gotta focus on today when it comes to boyfriend material. Misty gets a letter delivered by Pokemail from Pelipper, and it tells her he'll be waiting at the lighthouse. Don't be late. Everyone is like, ooh, so this is your boyfriend. Who is he? But Misty's uh, a little distressed because, guys, I have no idea who this is. It's signed Giorgio, but that doesn't explain anything. So, secret admirer, crushed gym challenger seeking revenge. Who knows? Now, I myself am extremely distrusting of meeting strangers in isolated locations when instructed to by letter because it's a dangerous world, but Misty has a Gyarados in her back pocket and a best bud in Casey, and Pokemon World is pretty safe in general, so I think she's alright. She, she must feel pretty confident about this. And since Tracy so graciously agreed to clean the pool for her so she has time to go chasing this mystery, Misty's afternoon is free. Oh my gosh, poor Tracy. Actual best friend right there. Too nice for his own good. Stop delivering stuff to Misty's house, dude. You'll avoid getting roped into all her family drama. <laughs> anyway, Misty goes to the lighthouse and waits with Casey and Meganium. Where is this mysterious man? Well, the boy Giorgio soon reveals himself. He's a precious little cinnamon roll with a cute scarf who can't stop blushing in Misty's presence. Definitely not here for revenge. And all of Casey's browbeating doesn't make it easy for him, but he's actually here to ask Misty on a date. And, oh, poor precious soul, he's trying so hard, got such the crush. And Misty's not sure how to react. I mean, doesn't seem she was looking for this when she woke up this morning. She doesn't know about this kid. 
Then again, she's kind of vain, and he keeps going on about how she's the most beautiful person he's ever seen, so I wouldn't say she's totally unaffected. Flattered, at the very least, but Misty does turn him down. Giorgio is not one to give up, having put his whole heart on the line here, and he tries to convince her. Meanwhile, Casey offers disinterested commentary on his, on his game, and Psyduck actually comes out of its Pokeball for no reason other than to squee and laugh at Misty. Like, oh my gosh, Psyduck, you win. All of that's enough to turn Misty off the whole thing. Poor Giorgio. And he'd gotten two tickets to tonight's baseball game for their date, too. Casey hears this and goes starry-eyed, like, I will be your girlfriend. I will kiss you right here on this street, buddy, if you take me to that Electabuzz game. <laughs> I mean, these are good seats, too. VIP section with tables and gourmet food while you watch. She's, like, totally jealous. Giorgio is here for Misty, though. Only one girl is walking away with that baseball ticket. Since Misty is slightly swaying on the fence, he asks for a Pokemon battle. If he wins, he gets to take her out on a date, and if he loses, he'll leave. Now, normally I'm not a big fan for these types of stakes, these types of plots, like the cajoling and trying to back a girl into a corner and sort of force her hand so she dates you thing, and Misty has put up with a ton of that in some of her episodes. What I do approve about this kid and this situation is that he's not acting entitled about it, and Misty has the option to refuse the battle. She can say, no, I'm not battling you, I, I just don't want to date you, walk away from this, and not engage, and I don't think Giorgio would do more than cry. He's not trying to trap or bully her so that accepting the battle is kind of the only option to get him to go away. It really is just an offer. And the stakes, too, are a date, not if I win, you have to be my girlfriend. Also, and a really big plus, is that Giorgio doesn't pull the, but why won't you go out with me? Is there someone else line? Like, I'm a nice guy. He just accepts that Misty's reasons are her own and she can do what she wants in life. And all he's asking for is the opportunity to fight for his chance at a date. And that is what gets Misty. All of the compliments and declarations of love confuse her, like she's not sure what she wants right now or how to react, because as much as she claims to be a romantic, that doesn't mean she was looking for romance this exact second, and it's a different case when someone else is running the show and it comes from an angle you didn't expect. I'm much the same way. My B-side is kind of a flirt and wants to shower my love interests in gifts and romance. But when someone comes up to me and gives me flowers, my A-side is like, dude, why are you talking to me? This is weird. I don't, un I'm uncomfortable. Go away. <laughs> love. It's so fun. But a battle, a challenge, a match, a fight for love, that Misty gets. She so gets it. I think in an episode it might have been Butterfreeze. She had a whole speech comparing love to a fight, and you have to attack your opponent and then swoop in once they're weak and prove your superiority. And Ash was like, yeah, is that strategy actually working for you? <laughs> but it's who she is. She's a challenger. She faces things head on and with passion. Giorgio is speaking a language she understands now. And if we want to dig deeper... The closest person to Misty's heart in this entire world is Ash Ketchum, romance or none. When Ash falls in love and finally recognizes it as such, 
don't tell me this isn't exactly how he'd approach the situation. So she's seeing the honest behaviors that she sees in herself and in a friend. This is comforting to her. This is putting her at ease. So Misty accepts with a smile, because gym leaders don't run away from challengers of any kind. Misty chooses to fight with Corsola, and Giorgio sends out Delcaddy. Uh-oh, I think I know what turn this plot is going to take. Yeah, Delcaddy is on the field for mere seconds before Team Rocket swoops in with one of their gadgets and grabs the prim little kitty. They swoop away on hang gliders, but remember, Giorgio has a pelipper. It attacks Butch and Cassidy and forces them to crash. And now we can get a real Pokemon battle going. Mightyena and Sableye versus Pelipper, Corsola, and Meganium. It's a pretty easy battle in favor of the heroes, which is good. I don't want to waste too much time on Team Rocket when Misty's relationship status is at stake. <laughs> Team Rocket is blasting off and Delcaddy is rescued. I still don't know what made this particular Delcaddy so special, but I guess it and Giorgio have their own lives going on. I don't know what they get up to when they're not professing love. Maybe when they're not in this episode, they have adventures just as weird as Ash Ketchum's. Who am I to judge? So we're back to the match of Delcaddy versus Corsola. Giorgio is a good trainer. Delcaddy is a good battler. Enough that some tricky double team and ice beam work brings Corsola to its metaphorical knees. But before Giorgio can buy a corsage and make reservations, Misty has Corsola use Recover. And then they rally to win the battle, proving themselves superior as always. And well, them's the breaks. Giorgio accepts his loss, but he and Misty part as friends. It's the beauty of Pokemon battles. She's not really interested in a date, but she's happy to get to know him through more Pokemon battles, invites him to come back. and. Giorgio doesn't seem too upset by that friend zoning, which, really, he shouldn't be upset. The friend zone is not a terrible place to be. It means he has a friend, for starters, and if Misty gets to know him better over time as a friend, maybe she'll be more receptive to dating-type activities in the future. Spending all that friendly time together definitely softened her up towards Ash. So, battle aside, Giorgio has gained a little more than he lost today. As for Casey, well, someone has to use that extra baseball ticket, and Giorgio was really impressed with her when fighting Team Rocket, so he challenges her to a Pokemon battle, and if she wins, she gets a ticket to go see her favorite Electabuzz. Casey is all for that, so we have another match. Elekid versus the already somewhat tired Delcaddy, <laughs> but Giorgio says it'll be fine. Delcaddy looks enthusiastic enough about this, so, okay. The match begins, and I love how Elekid uses its electric attacks, like winding its arms like a generator. It's so cute. But Delcaddy, it's got its second wind, having a much easier time against Casey than Misty's Corsola. And well, fair enough. Misty's got a good year's experience on Casey in the training department, and who's the gym leader? Yeah. For all her efforts, Casey does not win the match. However, Giorgio proves himself here in this moment the difference between claiming to be a nice guy and actually being a nice guy. He gives Casey the ticket anyway and thanks her for her help saving Delcaddy. And the two of them go to the game together as more of a friendly outing, really, but 
They go together. Giorgio is polite, grateful, and ready to have a good time with his new friend. He's not bitter that Misty said no. He's not brokenhearted and weepy. He's not vindictive or taking it out on the second best choice. He's just making new friends and relationships and trying to do nice things for people and enjoy the positives in life. Good for him, and good for him for trying. He started this episode by himself, and he's ending it with two new friends, two girls who see him in a very positive light. He's the winner of this episode, make no mistake. Meanwhile, back at the gym, Tracy has gotten all handyman over the Cerulean gym. Poor kid. He's cleaned the pool, fixed the pipes, and hung out with Daisy? And impressed her with his plumbing skills. There, there was a scene cut from the dub going a bit more into how their day went. And for his pipe-fixing efforts, apparently now he's taking Daisy to dinner? Well, now we know why Tracy keeps coming up to visit. Oh my gosh, you go, Tracy. <laughs> we were focused on the wrong ship, ladies and gentlemen. As for Misty, well, it has been an eventful day. Two of her three sisters have flown the coop again, too, so her workload isn't going to get any easier in the future. And just because Daisy's hanging around does not necessarily mean she's going to be a big help with the chores. But later that night, Misty watches the moonlight drift over the pool and she thinks, she's got a good life. She's busy, but doing the things she loves. She doesn't have a relationship, but she's kind of okay with that right now. What she does have are amazing friends and making new ones all the time. Her life is exactly where she wants it to be, and while it might get busy or confusing from time to time, she wouldn't trade it for the world. The unglamorous day-to-day -day life of a gym leader, of a single, unattached career girl, of the cerulean sister who's not an actress model, that's what's making her happy and fulfills her, and she'll keep going forward after all her dreams. The end. An interesting episode in that a little deceptive because Misty is supposedly the main character, but all the stuff is actually happening to the people around her. But I really like this episode, just kind of a day in the life of Misty. And I love kind of just the theme of romance and different types of relationships with people. And things happening slightly different than what you'd expect. Like, like there's kind of an expectation that Misty would at least give Giorgio a chance, because what girl doesn't want romance? Finding something wrong with him that would justify her not going on a date with him. Or, like, you don't expect Giorgio to challenge Casey to a match for the ticket, and you don't expect that when she loses, he's going to give her the ticket anyway, and that they're going to go together and have a great time as best buds. I definitely did not expect Tracy and Daisy to have a moment together. That was a surprise, and I'm still not sure whether it was serendipitous or if that was Tracy's design this entire time. <laughs> but I just... I like it. Like, this episode, just in subtle ways, was very true to all the characters while also revealing new insights about them, and I, I just very much appreciate it. The subplot with Team Rocket could have used some work, but overall, like, the Chronicles episodes are just a real opportunity to stretch and dive into to character. And I love them for that. 
Well, for our next episode, we will be back with Ash Ketchum, newly, newly winner of a gym battle and on the road to his next one. So if you want to follow with the podcast and stay tuned in, you can find us at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com or on Facebook and Twitter at pcappypodcast or subscribe to us on one of the many podcast listening apps out there. There are so many to choose from these days. But if it can catch an RSS feed, it can catch us and you can catch them all. And with that catchphrase, thank you for listening. This has been Pcappy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. <laughs>